Hello, and welcome to the e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast, where new and aspiring instructional designers start, grow, and advance their careers in instructional design and online learning development. I'm your host, Crystal Harper. I'm a former school teacher who transitioned to instructional design, all while working full-time as a single mom. Would you like to become a successful instructional designer without the burden of earning another degree? Well, then let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's e-learning and instructional design for beginners interview series. In today's interview, I'm talking with Kim Tui. Kim runs an instructional design and e-learning studio called Belvista Studios. They help organizations develop their people to meet their future needs with a human-centered approach. They share everything they know to help develop the industry on their YouTube channel and on their Creator Hub. We'll talk more about that later. Welcome, Kim. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thank you. I'm very flattered to be uh, on your channel, so thank you for having me. All right, Kim, could you tell us a little bit about the history of Belvista Studios and how the company got started? All right. Uh, knowing your audience, I'm going to go way back in time. And it got started, I really think, when I was a little girl um, because I wanted to have my own business. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to be, but I know that I wanted to own a business and I wanted to help people be better humans and I wanted to be creative. And so I kind of pursued something along those lines all through my life until it evolved itself. And why I wanted to like go back there is that I encourage other people that are like looking at this career, looking to change careers, just their own journey in life, that there's clues in your childhood um, and to really like explore them and what they mean for you in your adult life. So basically how I got started was I just experimented with things that I liked and things that I didn't. And I did more of what I liked and less of what I didn't like. And a lot of it was around helping people be better human beings. And that's where training came into it. Cause I studied something, but not in our field. Um, so I have no like academic background in what we do. So don't let that stop you. Um, even if job applications are saying, you need to have this qualification. I've, had, I've gotten jobs when it said that as well. So basically I pursued those things. I got a taste of training just randomly through like a university job. And then I was like, this is really cool. I can be creative, solve problems and help people be better. What is the world of training? Maybe that should be my career. So then I went and pursued a career and just looked up training jobs on Google and got one and then got exposed to corporate learning and development. I was like, this is really cool. Like I'm my interests and my passion as a human being are aligned to this. And then I was like, but I still had that business thing in the back of my mind and I wanted to pursue that. But at the time I didn't know what that looked like. And then I kept going with the job thing, the career thing, more L and D stuff. And then this whole world of e-learning opened up and I was like, what's e-learning? And then I was like, Ooh, e-learning's cool. I want to do more of that. So process of elimination continuously through my journey. I was like, oh, e-learning's cool. And then through e-learning, I learned about instructional design. And then I was like a disengaged employee at this point. And it was time for the entrepreneur to come out. 
And I was like, I know what my business is going to be in. It's going to be instructional design and e-learning because I love it. And the question I asked myself is if I could do anything in the world and die tomorrow, what would it be? And it had revealed itself as those things because going back to my childhood, it was around creative stuff, helping people be better and having my own business. Um, so that's why I definitely look at your childhood. But that's how it came about. I worked for an e-learning studio for almost a year to before I went out on my own. I actually was about to go out on my own as a disengaged employee because I was that disengaged. Um, and then I fortunately got the opportunity. Someone said, hey, why don't you come work for us at our e-learning studio? And I was like, hmm, I don't know anything about quoting. I don't really know how to work with clients. Maybe I'll work for them and learn and be a better business person because of that. So I did do that as like a little bit of a safety step in my journey, learned everything I could about project management in e-learning, project management for instructional design, working with stakeholders, how to solve problems. I just got better at my craft, but also better at the business side. And then one day I was like, it is time. It is in time to have full control of my life. Business has begun and I resigned and I had nothing to go to. I had no clients. I had nothing on the side, nothing. I was, yeah, I needed to get out of that place. It wasn't a healthy workplace. That's why I left with nothing to go to. I know a lot of people find themselves in a similar position, um, but I wasn't willing to tolerate that anymore, especially when it was impacting my values. Um, and so, yeah, I left with nothing. And then I just told everyone, this is what I'm doing. I now run a business. It's an instructional design and e-learning business. These are the kinds of projects we work on. And within a week, someone said, we need help with that. And that's how Bell Vista Studios got started. The short story oh. <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I love it. That's so amazing. That's really cool. It's, it sounds really similar to my story as well. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah. Especially with the drive for running a business and being creative and you don't know what you want or how you're going to figure all that out. But in Yes, that's exciting. I feel like real instructional designers are just like so passionate about it. like it really is. I don't know. I love it. Cool. One of the, the things and exercise like that passion, because I always think, especially if you're like going to start freelancing or consulting. And even I believe as an employee, you're still technically like a contractor anyway. Nothing is safe or secure or guaranteed. Uh, like the TED talk by Simon Sinek, start with why there was a five minute version. And when I was in that career job, I watched that and I was like, whoa, this why thing sounds interesting. What's my why? And I sat down and figured that out. And that's how my business revealed itself. That's how my personal values revealed itself. They became the company Belvista Studios' values as well. And it really made me go, this is the right career move for me. And that passion is really important because I don't feel like I have a job. I have a lifestyle. Yeah. And I think that's a really nice kind of activity for people to do because I believe you only have one life in this form. So if you really find out what you're passionate about and pursue it, relentless pursuit of your passion leads to a fulfilling lifestyle. Um, when times are tough, whatever that toughness might be for you, um, just a hard day or like, I don't know, lack of clients or like the relentless pursuit of job interviews and applications. If you're doing it with passion behind you, then it makes it a hell of a lot easier. That's awesome. You can earn money for your lifestyle. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. But I wish everyone could do what they love, but you have yeah. to find it for yourself. Okay. So what makes up Belvista Studios? We're a team of, well, we're like four people really. One silent, you don't see them as much. Um, but technically three full-time staff and we, none of us have any formal qualifications in our industry. Um, we all wear different hats or have different roles within the team, but we're a studio that does end to end solutions. So in, what's the problem the client is trying to solve? Um, we do the instructional design. So we do the analysis, we do the storyboarding, we come up with the solution and then we develop it into something tangible that is released out to the world. So within that, we have different roles which are built on our individual strengths and personal interests. And we're very fortunate that they all complement each other really well. So we do, we've got two of us are like instructional designers, facilitate workshops with clients, do project management. Um, one of the girls is really strong at animation. She does a lot of the development. We all play a role in the quality assurance sort of side of it. Um, and then a lot of the stuff that you see of us publicly, whether it's on our YouTube channel or the social media, that's all of us. That's all of us being held accountable to basically learn ourselves so that we can put it back into the solutions that we create for our clients. Okay, that's really cool. So Hannah was uh, like, we worked together in that career job. She was in my team and I definitely like was like, she's, she's got a really good work ethic and she's a good human being. And over time I became her supervisor in that job. And this is when I started thinking I'm leaving, I'm starting my own business. And I always had it in my gut and my mind that she would be my first employee. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, but I was like, that is the human being that is coming on this journey with me. So I went and did my thing and probably about a year later, I was able to offer her five hours of work, which was a big deal for me, five hours of work a week. Um, and fortunately it worked for her. She wanted to go travel overseas and that would allow her the freedom to leave her job and to do that. So I identified values and a work ethic, which are very important to me as an employer and as a peer or a colleague as well. And someone that I want to have that kind of energy in my life. So that was kind of my like recruitment criteria. So then, yeah, we started working together within two weeks. She was pretty much full time and we did our thing for a bit and she had no, oh, we came from a training and development team. So we kind of knew training and development, but she had no instructional design at the time, no e-learning. So they were all skills that I developed in her. And then about maybe a year and a half into that journey, we got, we couldn't manage the work ourselves um and we needed some support and we were desperate for like extra capacity because it was too much and hannah had good friends she was living in london at the time i was in australia she was living with some of her best friends there and she, her friend was not happy in her job over there and basically i was like oh she's not happy Hannah's a good human. Hannah has good friends. Maybe she's a good person that might be aligned to a similar work style as Hannah. Let's give her a go. So I just helped. She helped with some beyond animations, knew nothing about our industry, knew nothing about the tools. So I really was taking a gamble. Um, but I trusted Hannah a lot and I respected her. So I gave 
that opportunity to her friend and that like Victoria, that's who it is. She was like her, what do you call it? Like her just ability to pick up the tool. She committed to that. Yes, this is the outcome I'm going to achieve. Worked it out, learned the tool herself, delivered on time, used her intuition um, to problem solve things, to present ideas back, to make it better. And so they were all just really good qualities. We delivered that work to the client. They were super happy. And I was like, if we ever have more work, I'm going to keep going like that. So she got a couple of little trickles of yarn for a couple of months. And then we just got busy um, as the business grew and I offered her a full-time role and they've been with us ever since. That's amazing. Wow. Just being able to build a team like that. How long has Belvista Studios been around? Five years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you made the right decisions on who you chose too, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's always a hard one, right? Because you kind of like what we think of is like, Oh my God, I got to spend money. And you're like, Ooh, like, can I afford another person? Because, and I think to help people decide, it's like, you're not going to pay all of their wages at once. So whatever they are for the year, you don't pay that all at once. You pay them maybe every fortnight or every month or every week. So can you afford that little increment? And you only take them on when you can have some level of guarantee. But the other thing is, there was things I hated doing and they took me so long because I procrastinated to the detriment of, I couldn't keep going like that. It just wasn't sustainable. So I was like, you can put yourself through all this pain. I hate admin kind of stuff. Right. Um, so I, I can continue to put myself through all this pain or I could get someone that is as passionate about that as I am passionate about other things. Right. So I was really clear on, this is not my strength and I don't enjoy it, but there's other people out there that do. So who are they and how can we work together on this journey of an ultimate life together? Um, so that, that is really important. I've never looked back and a lot, I like when you listen to podcasts of like people that talk about hiring and firing and all that, they always like, just, you should have done it. Like I should have done it earlier. I should have done it earlier. So don't think about the money. It's actually not an expense. It's an investment. So how do you make that other person, that support, that virtual assistant, that casual worker, that part-time person, how do you make them a value add to your life and investment in your business mm -hmm. to free you up to do what you're really good at? Right, for sure. So what is the mission of Belvista Studios? So there's two parts to our business, right? So we, our client service, like business where we solve problems for medium to large organizations where we do end-to-end -end instructional design output of e-learning. So for that, our mission is to inspire learning. That's, it's that simple. We have a second part of the business, which is basically came about from <laughs> some sort of accountability for me to continuously professionally develop, which was to make my first YouTube video and publicly hold myself accountable to the world to keep improving. And that has since grown to us trying to add value to the industry of instructional designers to make better practitioners by sharing everything that we do at Bell Vista Studios, working with clients, solving problems every single day. We share our resources, we share our templates, we share our challenges, we share the solutions, examples, all of that sort of stuff. And that is where kind of we, it's the creator hub and the creator hub is 
there to help people develop, grow, and be inspired to do what they love, instructional design and e-learning, and live a fulfilling life. Wow. That's what we're about. How do you maintain a business in instructional design? You cannot be complacent on trying to sustain and grow your business. So number one thing is everyone needs to have in their calendar every single day a commitment to a business building activity. So that reminder comes up and you are doing whatever that business building activity looks like. And what could that be? It might be reaching out to existing contacts to let them know, I have this business, this is what I'm about. Or to people that know nothing about you on LinkedIn and letting them know that you exist. Um, it could be reaching out to old clients and saying, hey, like, how's that project we worked on going? Um, it could be writing a blog post. It could be making a YouTube video. Any activity that is going to expose you to the world and let them know that you exist and what you're about and how you might help their life become easier is basically a business building activity. And I believe that as a business owner, you must do it every single day because what quite happens, because I coach um, freelancers a lot and when times are really good and they sign big contracts and then what happens? They are like, oh, well, I'm really busy. I can't take any more work. And then the contract ends and they're like, oh my God, I have no income and I have to go find contracts. And contracts in our industry can take like months to sign. So you cannot just be on day zero being like, uh, where is my next client coming from? So it has to be a daily activity. And it is basically you trying to help someone solve a problem that you have the skill set to solve. And that, that can be like job applications as well. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And like, it's about like making the connections with people a lot, like you were saying before. Yeah. There's a lot of like, uh, relationships, right. you know, and if you know those relationships, like people from five years ago will reach out and I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I do remember who you are, but where have you been all my life? You know, five years has passed. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but that impact you had back then was really important. And I, you've been in the back of my mind and now we're ready. So I, our industry tends to be like a lot of word of mouth because it's trust. Right. And we want, everyone wants to work with people that they like and can trust and know that's reliable. And it's a lot easier to get work with people for being a nice human being, first of all, um, and working with people that resonate and are aligned on a values level, as opposed to someone making a phone call to your business and saying, Hey, can you send me a quote or like responding to a request for quote or a tender or procurement process? Because then they don't know you and you really have to demonstrate why you're like the best option to support them on their journey because you're basically competing. And for me, my philosophy is I don't want to convince people to work with Bell Vista Studios or to choose to learn with us. If, if we haven't convinced you through whatever we're doing already, we're probably not aligned. So I want to make it a guarantee and an, uh, the less risky option for people to work with us. So whatever that looks like for the people that are listening and watching this, have a think about what that is for you. I love that. I love your mindset on how, I mean, it just seems way less stressful just thinking of it in those terms. Just, you got to value yourself. Right. And when you value yourself, the right people that value you right. will be attracted. And then it's a really lovely 
commitment, partnership, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and working with, I mean, you're directly working with them too. So yeah, it's a lot more pleasant of a relationship. Mm. So I noticed that Bell Vista Studios consistently guides the significance of understanding storyboards for instructional design. Why is this important to you? I think a storyboard is an opportunity to pause and plan to solve the right problem. And I think we don't always solve the right problem in our industry. Um, and it, it needs to happen because we have a very big responsibility um, and a big impact through the solutions that we create. We're ultimately, we're creating better humans and better humans are created through the solutions we create. Now, if we go in and do a reactive solution, a tick the box exercise, a band-aid learning solution, it gives our industry a bad name. No one wants to do learning because they don't enjoy it. It doesn't add value to their lives. Um, but we have a really important responsibility to create a better human race through the code of conduct, through the health and safety, through the leadership, through the communication skills, whatever it is we're training on. And I believe that when a storyboard is done, we pause and we go, we have to think, what is the problem I'm trying to solve? Who am I solving this problem for? What do they care about? What's important to them? What does this look like in their world? Not what the business is telling me. What is not what my subject matter expert is telling me, but what is it like in their world? And that is a storyboard is just an opportunity to plot that out and put the flow into place to send it out for feedback, to check and validate that you're on the right track, that your solution is going to add value to their life. And then when it's ready to go, then you can develop it into whatever it is and it will just be more effective, I believe. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Storyboards are, they're so detailed. So it's, what do you think is a, the benefit of a storyboard? What do I think is the benefit? Being able to organize all of the content and it has every little criteria necessary. I mean, it just helps anyone who's trying to make the design much easier. Oh, it's so true. Like the, an instructional design goal is to simplify the complex. Right. And a storyboard is a great place for us to do that, right? We have a storyboard template. There's so many. But if I think about ours, it's free if anyone wants to download it. Um, on every, so we do it in PowerPoint. And on every screen is the spot for us to put a learning objective. Mm -hmm. And when it's at the top of the screen, it really holds you accountable to be like, what do I need on this screen? Mm -hmm. Is this need to know or is this nice to know? And it helps you think about what do I actually need to put in my storyboard? So I think it is, like you say, it's a really nice kind of accountability, very important piece of our role and the task. What do you think is the most gratifying aspect of a career in instructional design and e-learning? My personal experience is I got into it for the right reasons. And that was like, start with why, what is my why? What am I passionate about? Problem solving, helping people be better people, be creative. 
and like in instructional design and e-learning you have to do that every day because you're like being creative to solve the problem to brainstorm the idea of like what what activity can we run how should this training be should it be a job aid should it be an infographic should it be e-learning so we get to be creative we get to design it make it look cool like we have graphic design skills user interface all of that stuff to make it look eye-catching and attractive and those first impressions so like it that's cool and like our industry is just so important for the success of so many aspects especially in corporate land you know we help them make money we help them achieve strategic objectives we help their uh, employees have better work-life balance better morale better employee experiences so for me it's like very gratifying because it's all aligned to my personal passion and interest so that's why I figure out what it is for you and get into the industry for the right reasons but I really love that it's all different and it changes all the time but yet it's still the same because essentially we're just problem solvers and we get to decide how do we solve the problem in the most effective way um, and which is a process but it's like well, are we today helping a mine dig for some mineral in the ground to help save some, I don't know, tree in another country? Or are we helping a supervisor have a more effective conversation with that staff member? You know, so that's pretty cool. Mm, I know. I love it. That's super cool. That's one thing I look, it's really awesome about instructional design is just the versatility and then how much you learn too. I mean, I was a teacher, so I went from teaching and I loved learning. So getting to learn all these new things, like it's constantly learning. You have to learn it to create the course. So I mean, in a way. Definitely. Yeah. And that's how cool like that we get to learn for our job. Like we can listen to podcasts all day. We can learn different topics. We can work in so many different industries. Like every industry needs us. So you can work in like airline, beauty, I don't know, anything like not-for-profit, for-profit, it doesn't matter. So it's kind of like, what's my personal interest? Oh, I love the NBA. Like I love basketball. Well, they can be your client or you can go work for them, you know, in the sports world or whatever, like, oh, everyone needs us. So it's just like, very cool. Yeah, you're right. If someone were interested in any topic at all, like you could find your way in there, you know, that's pretty cool. Yep. Everyone's got problems and we know how to solve them. <laughs> That's very true. You could be a therapist as well. <laughs> and we are their problem solvers. Yeah. <laughs> if I am a beginner and would like to transition to instructional design, what would you suggest the first thing that I do? I'm going to assume that you've done your soul searching and this is the right career move for you, first of all. And the first thing that you, that you need to do is you need to design your ultimate life and figure out how you want to spend every day, all the time in the day, how many holidays you want per year, where you want to travel to, what kind of family lifestyle you want, how's your spirituality, how your relationships, what kind of projects you want to work on. What does your day look like if it was the ultimate one and you'd be so satisfied with it? And then you go, okay, how do I make that happen in 10 years? And now how do I make it happen in five? How do I make it happen in two, 12 months? And then every month. And what you do by working it back from ultimate life 
all the way back is that you get a basically your own development plan and it is very strategic because when you go from 12 months to okay well how do i make that lifestyle what does that look like in 12 months what do i need to do every single month between now and the next 12 months to make it happen and then you look at it in terms of every week you kind of see okay well i've got this much free time and I can take on these kinds of projects. And then I've got this time to go out and hang out with friends and have dinner dates and maybe go for a road trip and do a hike at the weekend and, you know, what it looks like. And then that's why you craft a lifestyle. So you'll have a very clear vision for your life so that all of the decisions you make then moving, such as what jobs you apply for, how you write your resume, when you apply for something and when you choose not to apply, um, what clients projects you want to work on, which ones you don't want to work on, that all reveals itself. And you just kind of naturally living your life day to day, achieving what it is that you want. Wow. There's Google for everything else. <laughs> right. That is true. That makes sense. I think that's the best advice ever, honestly. Like instead of saying, like, oh, start with your resume or whatever, focus on your life. And it's almost how we learn in instructional design. It's like, start with the goal and then work your way backwards. Kind of the same way we, I guess our minds work. It is. I honestly, instructional design is a life skill. Like I apply instructional design to like how I decide what I'm eating for dinner. Like it's like exceptional. <laughs> okay. My last question is what is your favorite quote? Oh, Jesus. I will not remember quotes <laughs> or anything like that. So my quote for you is just to have no regrets. Like, just live that way. Uh, this thing is presenting itself to me. What would no regrets look like? Okay, do that. And the other flip side of that that I always say is what does love look like in this moment? For you, for the other person, whatever. What does love look like in this moment? I go do that. What does love look like in this moment? But looking and at sometimes it sometimes love looks like crawling into bed and crying into your pillow, you know, like, like something like that. That's okay. Or sitting on the couch all day, eating Nutella from the jar. And sometimes love looks like giving the person that's screaming at you a hug. And sometimes it's a, well done. You did really good there. Like you should be proud. Okay. Well, that's all my questions that I have for you. So please tell everyone the free gift that we were talking about earlier. Free gift. You can have multiple gifts. Uh, so over on the creator hub, so creatorhub.felvistastudios.com, there is a place called freebies and there is basically all the templates that we're giving out free that we use with our clients on our projects. So there's a storyboard template, there's a quality assurance template, there's a user acceptance template, project brief questions, what questions should you ask a stakeholder or client when a project's kicking off? There's case studies, there's heaps. How to write an effective scenario guide. Just go check out that resource, get all of your resources and make your life easier. We've figured them out for you. <laughs> Awesome. And I will provide a link to everyone watching this video as well. Those resources, I looked at them myself and they look super cool. 
Thank you so much, Kim, for being open and expressing yourself and your business. And I really love your mindset on how you look at your business, how you are bringing in clients, how you found your employees. Thank you, Kim, so much for joining us today. It was super awesome interviewing you. I think that everyone listening or watching is going to learn a lot. And I hope that they take advantage of your free resources and the Creator Hub, and I will share a link to that below. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Very grateful to have the opportunity to share love. All right. Now that wraps up this week's e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast episode. Now it's time for you to go out there and take action on what you learned about instructional design today. Remember, you don't have to earn another degree and get a formal education in, in order to become successful in the field of instructional design. That's why I started the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. I would love to have you as an e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind member. My program is a proven step-by-step process you can use for a successful career in instructional design and create online courses from scratch. I offer a free membership that gives you the tools and resources you need to successfully start a career in instructional design and e-learning. To learn more, go to eteachonline.com join.